Hello, this is Peter Bergman, and welcome to Everything You Know Is Wrong, the daily Radio Free Oz podcast. This for Thursday, December 15th, halfway through the last month. Well, what do you know? I read um, an article by Michael Tomaski in the Daily Beast that said, an Obama landslide. He was referring to the fact that the Marist poll showed that as of present, Obama's not only significantly ahead in Florida, he's also winning in South Carolina, the home of Lindsey Graham, who wants to nullify federal laws. Ah, memories of the Confederacy. On the other hand, a USA poll says that Obama's behind generally in the key battleground states. I hardly think that Wisconsin and Ohio that are trying to drum out or humiliate their freshman Republican governors are going to go with Newt or who. Um, it's interesting, but uh, if Newt doesn't pick up enough uh, delegates uh, before the convention, and it's possible because until April 1st, all of the primaries, the Republican primaries, are done proportionally. So Romney and Paul can pick up enough seats so that when they get to the convention, no one has a clear majority. And then would you have a brokered convention? It would be fascinating. The question is, who will rule the brokered convention? The Tea Party, who are very powerful when you're only talking primaries because their wingnuts come out in number, or the the, the run-of-the-mill establishment GOP bosses, the ones that have the money and the, and the clout to put somebody over in the national election. It will be very interesting to see. And if you think it's a slam dunk, well then, my dear pundit, everything you know is wrong. The battle on Wall Street is heating up. Oh yes, they got rid of Occupy Wall Street at Zuccotti Park, and now they're closing down the ports on the West, the West Coast. Ghosts of Harry Bridges! Well, this has been going on for quite a while. Earlier on Oz, was it maybe a year ago or so, the Morgan Bank decided that it would stage its own counter-revolution. Excuse me. Its own counter-demonstration. And here's what I had to say and sing. Just as President Barack Obama is calling on the Wall Street titans to ask their lobbyists to please stand down in this fight over financial regulation reforms, J.P. Morgan, the monster bank, is trying to mobilize its entire New York workforce to join the battle. A banker's march on Wall Street. I thoroughly like it. Maybe we'll get a whole new genre of protest songs. Oh, you can't scare me. I'm sticking with the Morgans. I know they're Gorgons, but they own my organs. Oh, you can't scare me. I'm sticking with the Morgans. I'll take the onus of my monster bonus. Oh, you can't scare me. I'm sticking with the Morgans. I'm sticking with the Morgans till Obama's gone. Now, where is Pete Seeger when you need him? At last, at last, for as long as I can remember, I've been living with Canada as the good guys. They're so polite. They're so clean. They don't kill each other with automatic weapons. They've got socialized medicine and it works. They're very brave. They were the ones who were slaughtered at Gallipoli in the First World War. Their commandos were slaughtered at Dieppe in the Second World War. They have followed us right and left in all of our adventures. All oh, the wonderful, perfect Canadians. Oh, yeah? Well, Canada is leading the way out of the Kyoto Protocols. 
the nation is using its legal right to withdraw from the 1997 treaty to end global warming. At the time, Canada's Liberal government accepted the protocol, but the Conservatives have never used it. Last year, the nation, along with Russia and Japan, said it would not accept new details of the agreement. On Sunday, climate talks in South Africa led to 200 countries striking a deal that will pave the way for a new treaty to replace the Kyoto Protocol in 2015. Canada saves what would be $14 billion in fines for not meeting the regulations of the pact. Dirty, dirty Canada. Of course, they're oil sands, tar sands, shale sands, whatever it is they're sucking up to make oil, has created a slurry the size of Michigan. So they're old line polluters. They've just been doing some fine PR. Well, maple syrup and fine rye ain't going to be enough to save you this time, Canada. You're the bad boy now. Ha, ha, ha. This is Peter Bergman on the road for Radio Free Oz, and I'm in the Hello Kitty Main Cathedral of the Church of One Way Light, listening to Pastor Mercer Berther wind up his sermon to the 5,000 One Way Lighters here in the hall. Many of my flock have come up on me and asked, Pastor, how can we be sure that we're real Americans and not a bunch of undocumented parasites like all the not-me's out there? And I say that God has given you more than two punched stone tablets, more than one rosy crosshair, more than a thousand virgins waiting on the wrong side of heaven for themselves. He has given you his most precious seal. He has certified us. And we noose that holy ticket around our necks and hang it proudly twixt our breasts. Pastor of uh, Peter Bergman, Radio Free Oz. Hey, you really had the congregation in the palm of your hand. Well, it's where I like to hold him. Him? Uh, uh, no, no, this, this, my badge, my birthright, my birth certificate. I hold it very dear. May I read it? Sure. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Mercer Berther was born to Luther and Bertha Berther mm -hmm. on July 3rd, 1951, attested by Corliss McClutter, the redundant register of Hintville, Arizona. Yes, I'm a Hintville hyena, class of 67. Summer nights under the bleachers with the cheerleaders, or was it the drum majors? Well, anyway, walk with me through the one light trade show to my lair. <laughs> The Church of One-Way Light welcomes the North Oklahoma Teabag Dips and the Phoenix chapter of the Fun Famished Freeloaders. You're wearing your ticket, so come in and kick it. So, where's yours? Where's my what? Your certificate, Pilgrim. Oh, 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 this. No, not your press pass. That's not your American ticket. Any tanned skin, clean-shaven, wide-hipped terrorist could walk in here with one of those. Well, I don't find it necessary to walk around with my birth certificate hung around my neck, Pastor. Obamanite. I'm not the president's man. Hey, he ain't the president, because he won't sport a ticket. So I don't have to pay him taxes so he can go sleep with Che and Mao. Go easy on him, Lighter. He's a tweeny. Tweeny? Yeah, you're tween, being an idiot and getting a ticket. 
Down here, you don't wear one of those. They're likely to drag you off and push your ass through the wrong face of the fence. I saw a lot of uh, soldiers in the cathedral, Pastor. Oh, that's the one-way light brigade. Huh? They're not going back to AFPAC until Mr. B. Hussein up there in the White House flashes his membership. And what if he does produce his birth certificate? What then? Well, I'd say that any man who can manipulate the Internet to get elected president is capable of going up there and getting a counterfeit ticket. No, that not me is keen you bound. We'll throw away the election, and Senator Dang Fence and Mama Grizzly will take over. And then it's one-way light all the way. This is Peter Bergman for Radio Friaz. And I'm getting my ticket out of here. That was my dear fire sign brother Dave Osmond as Pastor Merther. Berther, do you have your ticket? How long before we have to walk around with our birth certificates, laminated versions thereof, hanging around our neck, so that the police won't stop us and say, gee, I thought you were wearing hirachis. Maybe, no, guess what? They're just sandals. Maybe you are an illegal immigrant. Oh, wait a minute. It's okay. I see your birth certificate. Ooh, you know, the drone camera must have gone fuzzy because it's been watching you for the last five days and couldn't read your birth certificate and on and on and on. It could get to that. Let's go to good news. President Obama's health care reforms have allowed 2.5 million young adults to get medical coverage, according to a new analysis that the Obama administration is set to release. Today, the Obama administration says the dramatic decrease in the number of uninsured young adults is due to the president's signature health care reforms, that according to the AP. Of course, that's the lamestream media, and they're just, just running out a lot of uh, <laughs> national health care propaganda. Quote, the increase in coverage among 19 to 20 25-year-olds can be directly attributed to the Affordable Care Act's new dependent coverage provision, said a report drafted by the Health and Human Services Department. Under the health care reforms, 19 to 25-year-olds can remain on their parents' health insurance plans till they're 26, a provision that went into effect last fall. Other provisions in the law to cover uninsured adults don't kick in until 2014, so stay well until 2014 or you are thoroughly screwed. The drop in the number of uninsured young adults is two and a half times larger than the decline indicated by previous estimates earlier this year, which showed that one million Americans in the age group had gained coverage. So it is working. So-called Obamacare, the scourge of America, is putting two and a half million more kids between 19 and 25 under health insurance. Hey, sounds like a success to me. Affordable energy, renewable energy, safe energy. We got ourselves a great big energy problem in this world of ours. And instead of worrying about whether we tax or untax the rich, I mean, just eat the rich, tax them until they become regular citizens, we have to deal with the problem of energy. It certainly isn't working over in Japan. Uh, the roadway arch at the entrance to the empty town of Futaba seems almost like a taunt. It reads, nuclear energy, a correct understanding brings a prosperous lifestyle. Very Japanese syntax there. 
Those who fled Futaba are among the nearly 90,000 people evacuated from the 12-mile zone around the Fukushima Daiichi plant and another area to the northwest contaminated when a plume from the plant scattered radioactive cesium and iodine because it was the victim of a tsunami. An earthquake there, a disaster here. Now Japan is drawing up plans for a cleanup that is both monumental and unprecedented in the hopes that those displaced can go home. The debate over whether to repopulate the area, if trial cleanups prove effective, has become a proxy for a larger battle over the future of Japan. So far, the government is following a pattern set since the nuclear accident, dismissing dangers often prematurely and laboring to minimize the scope of the catastrophe. A radiation specialist who tested the results of an extensive local cleanup in a nearby city found that exposure levels remained above international safety standards for long-term habitation. And who knows, because of compromise, maybe those international safety standards are too low. They're certainly not too high. Even a vocal supporter of repatriation suggests that the government has not yet leveled with its people about the seriousness of their predicament. Quote, I believe it's possible to save Fukushima, said this supporter, Takeshiko Kodama, director of the Radioisotope Center at the University of Tokyo, but many evacuated residents must accept it won't happen in their lifetimes. You can't go home again. To judge the huge scale of what Japan is contemplating, consider that experts say residents can return home safely only after thousands of buildings are scrubbed of radioactive particles and much of the topsoil from an area the size of Connecticut is replaced. They say it will take eight football stadiums to receive all of the contaminated earth and nobody wants it in their backyard. Contaminated earth the size of Connecticut? Hold on! Even forested mountains will probably have to be decontaminated, which might necessitate clear-cutting and literally scraping them clean. This is a nightmare scenario. This is out of some weird graphic novel. The Soviet Union did not attempt such cleanup after the Chernobyl accident of 1986, the only nuclear disaster larger than that at Fukushima Daiichi. The government instead relocated about 300,000 people, abandoning vast acres. Vast areas of population, because that's Russia. They have nothing but land, but Japan, it's tiny. It can't give it up. What's it going to do? Nuclear energy. I don't think it's the answer. You think it's the answer? Well then, ready kilowatt, I believe that. Everything you know is wrong.